welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 545 of Cryptocurrency Chat Podcast. I am your host, Blockchain John. For this, we're, this is Monday, Monday, August 28th, 2023. Once again, I was on the road this weekend. Actually, I was at a hackathon this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I came home late last night and I said, you know what? I'm exhausted. I will not be able to do the podcast so yeah, I ended up just snoozing, and now here we are giving you some crypto news of the day. So uh, before we get started, I want to let you guys know that I do appreciate those subscribes, those likes, those comments, and those follows. Those are all great. So if you guys don't mind doing that, I would appreciate that. But if you want to take it to the next step and donate directly to C3 Media, you can donate via crypto. We do take Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, Litecoin, Tron, Monero, and a bunch of other cryptocurrencies as well as Lightning Network. And if you guys want to follow us, we are on Noster. You guys can follow the podcast there. One of the best platforms we're on, aside from pretty much all of the uh, podcast platforms, the one I highly recommend is going to be Fountain.fm because you can actually earn Satoshis for listening to the podcast. So make sure to follow there. And if you guys want to hang out via Discord, where I'm at every single day, you can hang out there or watch the live stream right now on Twitch. So with that said, let's go ahead and get started with the coin market of the day provided by CoinGecko. So let's switch on over there. Coin, whoops. CoinGecko. There we go. CoinGecko. All right. There we go. All right. The market cap is at $1,092,000,000,000 up by 0.3%. With the Bitcoin dominance up 46.4% and Ethereum at 18.2%. And the current gas is 16 guay. And the top 10 is going to be Bitcoin with $26,057. And with a market cap of $507 billion. Ethereum at $1,649 with a market cap of $198 billion. Number three, Tether, it's stablecoin, so it's at $1, with a market cap of $82 billion. And BNB at $218, with a market cap of $33 billion. And number five, XRP at $0.52, cents with a market cap of $27 billion. USD coin, another stablecoin at, uh, at $1, with a market cap of $26 billion. And number seven, we have Lido staked Ether at $1,649 and a market cap of $13 billion, roughly about $14 billion. And Cardano at number eight with uh, 26 cents value and a market cap of $9 billion. And number nine, we do have the infamous Dogecoin at six cents with a market cap of uh, $8 billion, pretty much closer to $9 billion. And last but not least, we have Solana at number 10 at settling at $20 and a market cap of $8 billion. That there, Cryptonauts, is your top 10 coins of the day. All right, let's move on over to the first article, which is this week in crypto Twitter. XRP gains wiped out. Seychelles exchange ramp up KYC. Circle expands. This news article all our news articles are provided by Decrypt.co. This particular one is written by Tim Hockey. It was a relatively quiet week over on crypto Twitter, mirroring the market's slow news cycles this week. Still, 
that meant so much needed recovery time for virtually every leading cryptocurrency. On Monday, Chinese blockchain journalist Colin Wu broke news that Bygit has had become the third Seychelles-based crypto exchange to ramp up its Know Your Client KYC policy. While there were no political developments in the Seychelles to speak of, global regulators are scrutinizing crypto like never, never before, and companies' KYC and anti-money laundering practices are firmly in their crosshairs. Here's a tweet from Wu Blockchain saying, Following OKX and Qcoin, BitGet announced that it will know that it will strengthen its KYC policy from October 1st. Users who have not completed L uh, level 1 KYC verification will only be able to withdraw funds, cancel orders, and close positions. To complete level 1 KYC, you need to submit yada yada yada. If you guys want to know more, head on over to Wu Blockchain's Twitter account. Last month, XRP rallied following Judges uh, Annalise Torres' ruling that the token is not a security. It was widely perceived as a majority victory for token issuer Ripple, a company locking horns in court with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission. The crypto skeptics regulator had previously alleged that every cryptocurrency except Bitcoin is a security. Bitcoin fan Kaleo said that XRP's victory rally felt like more than it was. And here's a tweet from Kaleo. It actually, it's actually wild that XRP pump after the SEC news in July has already fully retraced only one month later. Yeah, eh, as expected, bump and dump. <sighs> Continuing on, Bloomberg ETF analyst James Seifert said Grayscale's long efforts to convert its flagship Bitcoin trust into an ETF appears to be working. Here's a tweet from James. The odds of GBTC converting into an ETF within the next six months have drastically increased since June. Will be inter interesting if GBTC is already an ETF and all of the underlying Bitcoin is accessible before this gets much further. All right. Though ETHE is a different story slash timeline. Uh, continuing on. Crypto researcher NFTstats.eth shared an interesting NFC fact. And here's a tweet from NFTstat.eth. Still, more than 75% of most major collections haven't yet traded in 2023. Lots of NFT entities sitting in wallets through this downturn. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Are entities, are entities ever going to regain its initial value? Stablecoin issuer Circle announced on Wednesday that it was expanding the blockchain presence of its flagship dollar coin. Yeah, okay. Well, let's see here. Here's a tweet from Circle. Uh, the wait is finally over. Throughout September and October, USDC will be launching natively on mainnet for uh, Build on Base, Cosmos, and Noble XYZ, Near Protocol, Optimism, FND, Polkadot, and Zerx Polygon. Expanding access to USDC from nine ecosystems to 15. Wow. Colin Wu that day shared the news that the co-founder of sanctioned privacy tools Tornado Cash, Roman Semenov, was added to the U.S. Department of Treasury's Office of Foreign, Foreign Assets Control's specially designated nationals list. His co-founder and namesake Roman Storm was arrested that day for alleged crimes related to money laundering. Here is a tweet from Wu Blockchain. Breaking, Roman Semenov, the co-founder of Tornado Cash, have been added to U.S. 
OFACs SDN list. Of course, a bunch of acronyms, right? It's government, so you got to use acronyms. The announcement shows that Roman Semenov is of Russian nationality and is located in Dubai. The announcement the announcement list has eight Ethereum addresses involved involves secondary sanction risk. <clears throat> so I'm kind of curious, did they freeze his assets on Ethereum? I was just having this conversation over the weekend, so I'm kind of curious. Let's see. I want to read a little bit more into this. So I'm going to open up this tweet here and see what it says here. Come on, come on, come on. All right. The announcement shows that Roman Sebenov is of Russian nationality and is located in Dubai. The announcement list... The, the, the announcement list his eight Ethereum addresses involves secondary sanctions risk. North Korean sanctions regulations, transactions prohibited for persons owned or controlled by U.S. financial institutions. All right. The following individuals have been added. Okay. Da, 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 da. All right. Uh, let's see. Email Semenov.Roman. That's his email. Email address here. Palma at Tornado.Cash. Gender, male, digital currency addresses, Ethereum. Here it is. Digital currency address, ETH. Here it is. Digital currency address here it is. Digital currency address here it is. Digital currency address here it is. Uh, alt digital currency address here it is. Ethereum, 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 Ethereum address. There's a bunch of addresses, of course. Technically, yeah. I, I mean, I do the same thing as well, so I know. Uh, sanction risk. North Korea sanctions regulations. Section 510.201 and 510.210. Transactions prohibited for persons owned or controlled by U.S. financial institutions. North Korea sanctions regulations. Section 510.214. Passport. Okay, Russia individual. Okay. All right. Well, I'm guessing that these addresses were pu were published publicly, so that centralized exchanges can actually ban or uh, blacklist this address uh, from doing any kind of uh, fiat exchange. Which just about every single uh, uh, centralized exchange out there, uh, I, I would say the the major the major ones do, uh, does uh, crypto to fiat transactions. Yeah. So if uh, if if Roman decides to you try to use one of these 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 exchanges. Well, uh, yeah, you can't because you're blacklisted. And on top of that, I'm sure that they'll track his IP address or, you know, yeah, blacklist them. I'm sure a VPN will cover that. But yeah, blacklist them, right? Blacklist addresses. And yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Probably, I, my, my, my guess is he's probably going to just give up and like, okay, arrest me, handle it. I'm good. Continuing on, Keiko researcher Raid Carey spotted something interesting in his studies. Oh, what's that? Let's see, Raid. Let's see, what is it? Here's a tweet from Raid. Working on stablecoin story and notice that Bitquant and HitBTC have identical monthly volumes on all their stablecoin and stablecoin pairs. After some quick research, it seems they're owned by the same company. Laziest wash trading of all time. Wah, wah, wah. Chip maker NVIDIA's trillion dollar market capitalization overtook crypto this week thanks to hype over artificial intelligence technology, one of the strengths of the company's hardware offerings. Hey, let's not forget that miners are NVIDIA's customers too. And <laughs> here's a tweet from SizeChat. NVIDIA is worth more than the entire crypto sector. Yeah. Mm. 
Finally, as MemeCoin Pepe continued its free fall for the second week running, the team's multi-sigi Ethereum address transferred 16.045 trillion Pepe worth $16.85 million at the time to Binance, OKX, Qcoin, and Bybit on Thursday. And that's not all they not and that's not all it did. Here's a here's a tweet from Crypto Nutty. Any reason why the Pepe multi-sig wallet changed the, th the threshold to just two slash eight signatures? Seems weird. This isn't standard, right? Also seems that some has been sent to exchanges. Huh. Well, um, I don't I don't know what their original default was, but the thing is, when you create a multi-sig, you can actually choose um, how many what 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 the default signatures are required. Yeah. So if you create Say for example, you need, uh, like, like for for example, what's what's showing here on screen is you need um, you you have eight signatures on the multi sig, but you only need two to validate that. So that's probably what they did initially when they set up the multi sig. As long as they have two signatures, which to me, is centralized, bro. That's bad. That is bad, 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 bad. No, okay. I didn't realize. I I mean, obviously I don't follow Pepe, but that's not good. That's not good at all. Mm -mm. A Pepe coin developer, the last one left, if they are to be believed, eventually confirmed that the maneuvers were an orchestrated rug pull by the founders. Despite the bad actors, however, they said they still had hope for the future of Pepe. And here's a tweet from the Pepe coin ETH Twitter account. In announcement to the Pepe community, yesterday on October 24th, 2023, a series of unexpected transactions took place from the Pepe multi-sig centralized exchange wallet in which 16 trillion Pepe tokens worth roughly $15 million USD were transferred to various crypto exchanges. Wow. Wow. And Cryptonauts, that is the end of this week on Crypto Twitter, but not the end of the news. So let's continue on to the next news article, which is Biden. Let's move on over here. Biden crypto t uh, tax proposal is attempt to kill. Wait, what, what? Biden's crypto tax proposal is attempt to kill adoption in U.S. says financial chair, uh, financial services chair. This article is written by Matt DeSalvo. All right, let's see here. Chairman of the House Financial Service Committee, Patrick McHenry, today claimed that the Biden administration was trying to kill, kill the digital asset industry in the U.S. with its new proposal for crypto tax, tax regulation. McHenry, Republican of North Carolina, said in a statement Friday that the new proposal was lacking clarity and urged for clearer rules. Top cryptocurrency exchange may have soon may soon have to report customer information to the internal revenue yeah internal service revenue wait what yeah 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 what, what it's, it's written backwards uh yeah the IRS the internal revenue service under the rules proposed by the Biden administration on Friday the Biden administration must end its efforts to kill the digital asset ecosystem in the U.S. and work with Congress to finally deliver clear rules of the road for this industry, said McHenry, adding that any proposed rule must be narrow, tailored, 
and clear. The proposed rules from the U.S. Department of the Treasury and the IRS aims to target crypto investing tax dodgers. American taxpayers currently own owe tax on gains, but this can be a difficult and expensive process. These news rule these new rules, Friday's statement said, make the process easier to close the tax gap. This part of a broader effort at Treasury to close the tax gap address the tax evasion risk posed by digital assets and help ensure that everyone plays by the same set of rules, the Treasury Department announced announcement said. Hmm. The new rules would ask platforms that facilitate the buying and selling of digital assets, also known as crypto brokers, to track and report key information, as stocks and bonds brokers currently do. The proposed rules would also target decentralized exchanges, decentralized uh, DEXs. Such crypto exchanges do not collect customer data and require no personal details from users, unlike Binance or Coinbase. And some have already said that this would hurt the decentralized finance, the DeFi industry. General Counsel for Adelphi Labs, Gabriel... Uh, <clears throat> Gabriel Shapiro said on Twitter that the proposed rules could be devastating, could be a devastating blow to the user of P2P protocols in the U.S. as it would ask operators of such such exchanges to collect data from users. While Kristen Smith, CEO of Washington D.C.-based nonprofit Blockchain Association, told Decrypt that. Given the reporting requirements, a platform or protocol would need to centralize in order to comply, and eliminating all benefits of decentralization, including security and transparency. Ugh, this just just really just grinds my gears. This is bad. I'm grinding my teeth. Just ah, why? Why can't you just leave it alone? This is this is what this is what the problem with with U.S. government, man. This is a horrible idea. People, just leave, leave them alone. Let me read this again. Let me just read how bad this is. <sighs> Given the reporting requirements, a platform or protocol would need... So, that's basically talking about decentralized exchanges or DeFi. Yeah? Decentralized finance. Okay? Meaning... It's decentralized. There is no centralization. But anybody that's creating these DeFi protocols need to need need now, I guess need need now, to make them centralized. Again, given the reporting requirements, a platform or protocol would need to centralize in order to comply, eliminating all benefits of decentralization, including security. And transparency. Okay, bro, seriously? Real talk. Real talk. Okay, I'm clapping my hands on this. Real talk. This is bad. This is real bad. Okay? We need decentralization. We need privacy. I need it. We all need it. You probably don't realize you need it. But you need it. You need privacy. Okay? Decentralization is a beautiful thing. It's, it's more freedom than you realize when you have decentralization platforms out there okay to have the freedom to not have big brother 
watching over your shoulder with every transaction that you do, every breath you take, every step you take. It's 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 bad. It's bad. Okay? It's no good. McHenry is vocal about the crypto industry and has clashed with Democrats over how to regulate how to regulate the it. Okay. How to regulate it. Last month, he urged a stablecoin regulation bill. Go ahead after it hit a wall. Oh, my God. Is this? Am I reading this right? This is like, this wasn't proof, proofread. Let me read this again. McHenry is vocal about the crypto industry and has clashed with Democrats over how to regulate it. Last month, he urged a stablecoin regulation bill to go ahead after it hit a wall due to criticism from Democrats. The proposed regulations are open for public comment and feedback until October 30th. Editor note, post updated to add more recent comments from Kristen Smith. Well, yeah. Editor, editor, editor. Um, had to put you on blast. You need to proofread this stuff, man. Matt DeSalvo, please proofread this stuff. All right, next news article. I'm probably going to get, you know... Uh, Sun for that, you know. <sighs> I know, I know, I know. Next news article. This is written by Nivish Rustigi. Now, this is interesting because uh, we just talked about this on the last podcast episode about Friend.Tech, which is quite interesting. Now, a couple of days later, Friend.Tech revenues plummet 90% as social app hype cools. Already, literally, it's, it's called... Short attention span, right? People just see that nice shiny coin. I have to get into that, and all of a sudden, wah, wah, wah. all right, let's go ahead and read this. Let's see what's going on. All right, the hype around Friend.Tech, the buzzy crypto app on the base blockchain, appears to have been short lived. The app's daily revenue have dropped by over 95%. From a peak of $840,000 on August 21st to just $80,500 yesterday, according to data from DeFi Lama. Friend.tech lets Twitter users tokenize their accounts and then sell keys on the platform to interested buyers. Key holders then gain access to a private chat group controlled by the account owner. The app had arisen as high as second in daily revenues, surpassing market leaders such as Lido, Uniswap, and even Layer 1 blockchains like Bitcoin. This morning, however, Friend.Tech dropped out of the top 10 list entirely. The number of hourly active users dropped from a peak above 4,700 on August 21st to less than 600 active users per hour this morning according to crypto corio's dune dashboard the number of fresh users interacting with the dap has also slowed down after witnessing a dramatic increase last week friend.tech recently saw an influx in of only fan accounts which Increased optimism around the app and its ability to attract people outside of crypto. Here's a tweet from Sassel.eth. 
Brand.tech bringing new people on chain. Extremely bullish. However, the application's economic model has come under scrutiny for several reasons. The price of keys increases proportionally with the number of tokens sold and existing holders. Keys trading prices for top friend.tech accounts such as crypto influencer Kobe in inverse bra OX Sisyphus and online gamer phase Phase Bank dropped significantly since last week. <sighs> it's all bad. It's all bad. Well, I mean, they were trying to get a you know a head start, and which they did. I'm sure they took profits, but uh, it was definitely definitely short lived. And uh, I don't know if there's any bouncing back from that. We'll see. Um, I'm not on base at all. Just to let you guys know, I have no interest on joining base. Um, at least not yet. I don't find anything, anything exciting about it, you know. Uh, yeah. So there you go. All right. Last news article, which is do 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 do. Bitcoin wins while Fed prints more fiat toilet paper, says author Hayes, written by Andrew Thorobalus. Now, <laughs> there was a lot of news articles, but uh, I could only choose four because. I think for the default, and I like this article, uh, so I'm going to read it to you guys because, yes, yes, Bitcoin is the winner. Okay, here we go. BitMEX co-founder Arthur Hayes believes the Federal Reserve will lose its quest to beat inflation, ultimately benefiting risk assets of finite supply such as Bitcoin. In a blog post published on Wednesday, the essayist argued that the Fed is sucking money from one area of the economy while injecting money into another. As long as the Fed's strategy to combat inflation remains quixotic, assets like Bitcoin will likely rise in the long run. Bitcoin has a finite supply and therefore as the denominator of fiat toilet paper grows, so will Bitcoin's value in fiat currencies term. Hayes wrote, "Aside from big tech companies, uh, aside from big tech company, uh, aside from bi big tech and crypto, the ex CEO believes nothing will yield a better return for investors besides parking their money at Fed and earning nearly six percent yield." He went on to explain why the Fed's tactics have been flawed, specifically by continually raising its reverse repo program, RRP, and interest on revenue balance, IORB, and the central bank is forced to pay out billions more per month to depositors, which counteracts the Fed's effect on the money supply from quantitative tightening, QT, selling bonds on the open market. If the Feds believe that to kill inflation, it must both raise interest rates and reduce the size of its balance sheet, then it is cutting its nose to spite its face, wrote Hayes. The central bank's approach differs from Paul Vol Vol Volcker, a former central bank chairman credited with crushing inflation in the 1980s, though hawkish monetary policies. As Hayes explained, while the Fed in the 1980s may have adjusted its policy rate, 
it did not micromanage RRP and IORP rates to match it. The only variable that changed from the Fed's perspective was the size of its balance sheet, said Hayes. At present, the Fed is draining $80 billion per month from the market through QT, or quantitative tightening, while injecting $22.53 billion into banks, though this still appears restrictive. Hayes estimated that the rise of interest, rate, interest expense on the U.S. government debt is putting another $80 billion per month back into the economy. I estimate that $23 billion in liquidity is net injected every month, he said. Eventually, Hayes said he expects the Fed to reverse course on QT as the U.S. Treasury becomes re replete with alternative buyers of its debt and grows desperate to avoid a cataclysmic default. That said, the market doesn't seem to acknowledge this as imminent and thus hasn't moved its capital into Bitcoin. Yet. We gotta go down to go up, concludes Hayes. I'm not going to fight the market, but just sit tight and accept my stimmies. Yeah, boy, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Arthur Hayes, my boy, my boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Let's go ahead and wrap this up, Kryptonauts. Again, I appreciate you all watching. So until next time, stack shots and huddle. Adios.